and welcome back to another episode of Caught Looking, a baseball podcast hosted by myself, Max Greenfield, and my co-host, Ryan Garcia. Ryan, post-Super Bowl Sunday, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm watching the greatest quarterback we'll ever see uh, get his third ring. You know, third of about six or seven he'll pick up in his career, which is great. Um, you know, I, I I know that people are like, well, Ryan, you know, you're not a you're not a Chiefs fan. Yeah, but like, what are my options? It's like I'm a Giants fan, so like, it's not like I'm going to watch to win games and watching you know, because I don't like myself and I hate myself and I'm going to subject, I would not, I'm not subjecting myself to Giants football. So if I'm watching football, it's just to watch good teams um, and just, you know, enjoy the game and enjoy the moment and live life. And now it's finally baseball season, guys. Oh my God. It's finally baseball season. So um, Super Bowl's over. It's our turn. Let's go. Yeah, the, it's everybody always likes to tweet. It's baseball season. It's like, ah, like sort of, but like for me, like, March Madness is actually right around the corner, and I really enjoy the NCAA tournament. Like, Let's go so, Wildcats, baby! Let's yeah, go. go, go, dude! They're maddening this year. I feel like my basketball teams have made me like I normally like I just like oh, oh basketball's fun, but they are maddening. I, I said I'm pretty sure because the Arizona is the Bearcats, and I meant Wildcats. Is let's go Villanova, baby! Let's go. That's oh, right. Arizona, Arizona is ride. the Wildcats, though. They are the Wildcats. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well for that confusion. But it's <laughs> it's fine. Um, today, we're going to basically just spend our entire episode doing our off-season grades for every team. And then, you know, a little preview for spring training, what that kind of looks like. Uh, for those who don't know who listens to this podcast, which that would be hard to uh, understand. But, you know, maybe. Who knows? Um, we're going to go division by division um, and just kind of break down each team from there. We'll give them grades and everything. Uh, starting with the AL East, um, the lowest grade I have in here goes to the Boston Red Sox. They got a D this offseason. Um, I feel like the expectations were for them to, you know, spend big, go out and get somebody. And the biggest guy they've gotten is Lucas Giolito. Like, it's just now they're still slightly in contention, I guess, for Jordan Montgomery. Um, so this grade could change, but... It's been a rough offseason in Boston. Now, if I'm not mistaken, are they in contention or is it why the hell have you not signed him? He's not going to sign anywhere else. Like, he's not going to sign the Rangers, probably. The Yankees aren't going to sign him. I don't think he's going to, like, I don't know, like, do you think the Giants are going to move? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's literally just, hey, Red Sox, just make a decent offer, I guess. Now, I'm not going to say that um, they should sign Montgomery at a price tag that I am not aware of. So I'm not going to ding them on that, if you get what I'm saying. Um, but like if they need starting pitching, they need it badly. Um, they didn't, they haven't brought back any of their uh, impending free agents, which I don't actually think is a bad thing. Like I'm fine with them not signing Justin Turner. I actually think it makes sense. I don't know if I want him clogging up my DH spot, which we'll, I guess, get into in a bit. Just haven't, like, it's not like they dramatically improved their like farm system either. Like usually doing one of two things. You're either like improving your major league team or you're improving your farm depth. They've improved their farm depth by adding, like, you know, bringing in Dylan Lawson and bringing in, you know, a lot of guys who are going to help, like, Kyle Bode. That's a great hire. Like, that's going to help them build the infrastructure to develop pitchers. Yeah, better. they revamped their entire pitching department, and that's good. Right, but it's not like they're like, all right, we've just tore we, – we traded a lot of guys, and we got, you know – we traded a lot of guys that are on one years or whatever it may be, got a lot of prospects back, or we went all in and we bought. Like, it just – they're kind of like – are they significantly better roster-wise than they were last year? I don't know if they're better roster-wise. Are they going to contend for a playoff spot? I'd say no. 
Are they going to like? Do they have the second best farm system? Do they have a top three farm system in the division? Maybe uh, I'd say no. I'd, I'd say, say I'd then, say they're fourth. Yeah, like they're just kind of in a spot where it's like they're, they're in an undesirable. They're in they're in an undesirable spot. They're not a terrible organization. It's just the division. You have to cons- you have to consider their division with that. is brutal, and their ownership is not willing to commit to one way or the other. And it's just leaving Breslow in a pretty awkward spot. I think given what, is there anything he could have done differently? I'm not entirely sure. But again, like the ownership is still part of the organization, still part of the offseason. So it's it's hard to go higher than a D here for me. Yeah, I'd agree. I went with a D plus uh, because I do actually like the G little thing a little bit, or at least enough where I'm like, not terrible. Um, I'd actually like, I didn't love the Chris Sale trade. I didn't love what they got back. Yeah, I'm not a Von Grisham I, guy. I would have, like, I don't know. I just don't think he's very good. They have a lot of internal options that can come up during the season to play second base. Again, like, am I, like, a Nick York, like, slam the table, he's got to play second base one day? No, no. But he is one of their better prospects, right? Yeah. If they don't believe in him, that's one thing. And if they don't believe in him, then, yeah, they should uh, operate under the pretense that he's not going to give them much support. Uh, but just, like, do you do we really have like incredible faith that Vaughn Grisham, who is a poor athlete relative to you know premier defenders at the position and isn't a premier defender, he's a well below average one, isn't a sure thing to hit, isn't a sure thing to provide anything on the base paths? It feels like if you took Glaber Torres and you made him like a league average hitter, which is you know what I mean? It's kind of like you wouldn't play this guy every day at second, you would find another option. And the thing that rich teams can do is they don't have to rely on those kinds of players because they can just buy their ways into better ones. And I guess the Red Sox are in that market. Uh, unfortunately, apparently they are not, which is not good for baseball, but uh, moving to Toronto here, this is, I mean, I feel like you could range on the grades here and you might see some discrepancies from different people and different things for Toronto. I ended up giving them a C minus because I think bringing back Kiermaier is a solid move. Um, uh, and then Yariel, I think that's like, he could be a pretty good reliever. I don't think he's a starter, but maybe they give him the chance. And I think that like, they're okay to do that. But Justin Turner and IKF, when you're in contention for Shohei Otani and Juan Soto, not great. Like I didn't give them really, no, no offense to Blue Jays fans, uh, any realistic chance of signing Juan, uh, sorry, signing Shohei Otani. Um, and I didn't give them a ton of chances to sign, like trade for Juan Soto either, but it's just you get lumped in with that, and then your offseason goes the way it goes. And your problem last year was like power and not hitting enough home runs, and your acquisitions offensively are Kevin Kiermeyer, Justin Turner, and IKF. N- not good. Like I ended up going here C minus, but. I could be talked into lower. I went C. I gave them an average grade. I think they are, I think there's like nothing, nothing went horribly wrong for them. Like, again, like, as you mentioned, it was a surprise. They were that deep into the Otani sweepstakes. I didn't think anybody had a chance out of the Dodgers. So I'm not grading them based on the, they should have signed Otani. How did they not sign Otani? There's right, just some unfair. things you can't control. Yeah. Like that's a, that's not fair. It's not. Um, But as you alluded to, it's like, I don't love the Justin Turner signing. I don't, I I was like, kind of like, man, I 
don't know why he opted out. And if you're the Red Sox, you should be really happy he did because I wouldn't have wanted to be buried into giving him those many that many plate appearances. Is he a good enough hitter to DH anymore? Like, I know people are going to say, well, he dealt with foot stuff in September, and that's why he didn't hit well. He's fucking old. Like, I, I, not to be not to be rude here, not, and I'm going to be blunt, but the guy's old. When you're an old player, these things kind of happen. A 114 WRC plus is not good enough to DH. No projection system has him going above that mark. They all have him taking another step back. Max, this doesn't feel like a DH edition. This doesn't. And look, could he end up outperforming his projections? Absolutely. But he kind of played towards them last year. He was roughly a one-win to one-and-a-half-win player, like projections said he would. He's another year older. He got worse as the season went on. He's, like, it's just, I just don't think this is, I don't understand what the fit was here. His WRC Plus has gone down four years straight. Just, I don't see it, Max. I don't see the fit. Yeah, I Defensively not versatile. It's no. Gonna, it's got to clog up your Their third baseman right now yeah. is IKF. Like, yeah, I like, just. That's not good. Like, no offense. I think IKF is actually like a pretty good defensive third baseman. But it, I, the bad is just not. And for people good. saying, well, we lost Chapman and Chapman was not very good after April. I understand what your what the initial what the argument is. The production from Chapman was minimal after um was not as great as numbers suggested after April. But the defensive value and the base running value are still there. Like it's not just what your WRC plus is. War bakes in everything you add to the table. Is Isaiah Kinderfluffa a better defender than Matt Chapman? No. I'd say no. So you probably got a little bit worse defensively. That's gonna hurt your pitching staff just a twinge, just a little bit, right? There are some adjustments that are made going from grass to turf. That was an adjustment that uh, Chapman had to make in year one. If you notice, his defensive numbers that year were not great. They were just, like, solid to good. Um, and, and then, of course, he can't really hit, which is the big thing here. And they sacrificed power for contact, which is... Which is not what they needed. Right. And, again, the reason Chapman didn't really hit the way he should have last year boils down to a, a shift away from pulling the ball in the air. That problem hasn't gone away. But that problem doesn't seem like it'll go away. You don't know if that like they doesn't they didn't make additions that would suggest we're going we need to get guys who pull the ball in the air more. They should have gotten Jorge Soler. They should have gotten a Mitch Garver, someone of that ilk who just can crush the baseball. Are those guys infallible? No, those guys are clearly flawed players as well. There's a reason they'll sign for like twelve million dollars, or I guess Garver already signed, but Soler's not going to sign for thirty million dollars a year. He'll sign for like twelve million dollars a year, thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that range over two or three years. They're flawed players, but. They're certainly better projected players than Turner is. And if you had all that money to spend on Otani, why not just go the extra mile? You spent 13 million on Turner. Right. Like that's just the thing the is they were mile. all in on Otani and then they have like they've been making these bargain bin moves. And it's just it's very interesting. The other thing I'll say, two more points is one, they're relying on their rotation to be good again. And like I like the arms in their rotation, but who's the youngest guy in that rotation? I'm I pretty sure Noah. Right. He's in the rotation, so. He's in the rotation. But then the next youngest guy is what, Barrios at 31, right? Like, that's not a young rotation. You're relying on Chris Bassett to, like, age to not hit him like a truck when the peripheral numbers last year seemed to hint that it could be coming. And you're relying on Kevin Gosman, who has been really good. Don't get me Kevin wrong. Kevin Gosman, I think, will remain very good. You're also relying right. on Kikuchi, whose command kind of be... I think he's and, a good pitcher. I actually think he's. I think he's. I he's a safer bet in my eyes than Bassett is. 
And he's, I think he had even argued to say Ben the Burial. I think there's less better. variability. There's less, less variability in Kikuchi than there yeah. is in Bassett. But I, I wouldn't shock me if Bassett's better. Also, again, Barrios two years ago was like the worst pitcher on the planet. Like, it's maybe he figured something out. Maybe, again, he's a guy where the ERA is always like, for the most part, solid, but the peripheral numbers are never amazing, which to me says he's he's due for variance all the time. And so I think he'll remain in a but like, I think Brios, the, the, the thing I like about him is he's going to make 30 plus starts. Um, very reliable. Yeah. And I think he'll be around like 15% better than the league average or 10 to 15% better than the league average in terms of run prevention. I feel good about Brios. Bassett, as you mentioned, eh, it's not like, it's just, great. it's just, they get older. They're right. You're older. Then you have to also factor in bacon health. Like your health doesn't get better as you get older. You just came off season where you threw a ton of innings. Like how do you, how does your body react? I actually saw this picture of Manoa just now. And he actually looks like in phenomenal shape compared to what he usually does. Like I know that the best shape of your life stuff is usually flop, but like I, like I, to the point where I was like, damn, he actually looks really good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah, I, the I, thing I, for me is I never really liked the stuff. So I don't know how good he'll be. Yep, um, same. And then Rodriguez, your six starters, a good thing. I actually really like that pickup. Yeah. But like, and their start, their staff is not too big of an issue. It's just they're kind of like they just they didn't do anything to really uh, upgrade it a ton. And so I just have some. I you're have just kind of banking. There. You're just kind of like, hey, if everybody gets better, we'll be good. Right. And that's, and that's kind of like that's I'm scary. not saying I'm that's not saying scary. it's like look when we talk about the Yankees, like they're gonna bank on some guys to get better. But it's also like, yeah, and then they're surrounded by Aaron Judge and Juan Soto who is giving you that feel for the blue jays right now where it's like all right there's the high variance guys and then it's it's judge soto in the question marks or it's garrett cole in the question marks for the jays it's like it's boba shett in the question marks. yeah and boba shett is nowhere near as good as aaron judge right and, and then and, the big uh, looming question vlad is a big looming question what do they do long term with them is another big looming question this is arguably the most pivotal year of that core they have yet to win a playoff game together that's got changes here, Max. It's absolutely coming into this year. It's not good enough to just get there for them. It wasn't good enough to get there for them last year. I think it was a fine outcome what they had in 2022, albeit a little disappointing. But 2024, they have to go on a deep playoff run. Absolutely have to, Max. Like there's no, there is no, there's no, there's no, the bar can't be lower than that. They've got to. This is, they, they, this is, this could be ugly fast. Moving to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay had a had a weird offseason, in my opinion, because they made some trades and they made some moves. They actually paid money to a free agent reliever, too, which that feels like unheard of for them, uh, which we've already discussed. But when I ended up looking up and I looked back at it, I said, you know what? The Rays made some moves where we're going to look back and say, God, that was such a good move or that was such a Rays move. Uh, obviously, Caballero really is the one that jumps out there like they're going to make him. I mean, he's literally just Isaac paredes but a pretty good defender at short and second and can kind of run a little bit um and then uh you also have uh palacios for kittredge that felt like highway robbery um like <laughs> that was uh, when that trade was made i was like what are the cardinals doing um but pepio in return for glass now like obviously they weren't going to keep glass now um, the, I ended up going, I went for a C minus for Toronto, by the way. Uh, and then C plus here for Tampa Bay because shortstop still, I mean, Caballero is probably going to play shortstop. It's not like I, he could be good. It's not a sure thing. 
Uh, the rotation and the bullpen have a lot of question marks, even more than normal for a Tampa Bay team. And again, like, is Brendan Lau going to be healthy or low? Is it lo- Brendan Lowe, right? And then Josh Lau, right? That's how it, the, <laughs> the fact they have the same name, but they're pronounced differently always bothers me. Um, but Brendan Lowe hasn't been healthy in a few years. While still, he's still good when he plays. He just didn't play a ton. Um, Yandy Diaz put up a, a career year last year. You have to expect some kind of regression there. And uh, they don't really have a catcher. So, I don't know. I can't really go higher than a C plus, even though like they made a lot of razy type moves. So stick them with my C plus grade here. So I will go with a B because I think they made things to make their team better. Um, the big looming thing is obviously the fact, the reason why they had to add a shortstop is still looming large because that was, that was their best player. Um, I know that Diaz put up ridiculous offensive numbers, but as you alluded to, maybe take a step back and also the defensive value is obviously limited as a first baseman. Like Jose Siri put up really good numbers, but he struck out 35% of the time with a 5% walk rate. I'm going to just say that's not the most consistent profile. Typically those profiles are subject to a lot of variance. Still a great defensive center fielder. So I imagine he'll still provide good big league value. They they did well in the glass now trade like Pepeo. I think Pepeo will be pretty good, but it's just like if they lose anybody, which you feel like it's kind of bound to happen for these guys, they're like, what is the next? Who's the next man up? Taj Bradley was brutal last year. I'm not saying he's a he's a bust, but he was he was brutal last year. Like it was it was ugly. Um, you know, could is he more of a Shane Boz than he is a Shane McClanahan? Perhaps. Um, like Zach Littell, is he going to be a very good starter this year? I know he was solid for the Rays out of the rotation as a rotation guy, but he wasn't like blow your socks off good. He certainly wasn't a Michael King. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the best way to put it. He was not a Michael King. Um, Savali and Eplin, I actually think Savali's gonna be pretty good this year, and I really like Zach Eplin. So I, I like the top two of the rotation, but Savali's very injury prone. Again, if, if they lose somebody, what do they do kind of situation? Um, cause they have to wait on their guys to come back from Tommy John and other elbow surgeries. And then of course the lineup, there are a lot of like Aranda's their projected star DH. I think it'll be Ramirez or DeLuca. Um, but I just, God, man, there's a lot of question marks, but the Rays still certainly. Right. Like the Rays, the Rays always find a way, but this is the team I think in the, especially in the last three to four years that I've been like, all right, this team has a lot. This is the least talented Rays team. They've had probably the last three entering a year. I know 2022, they won like 88 games and 89 games. And like, do, do I think this team could outperform that team? Yeah. But like, um, just on paper, who's the most talent, like what's the most talented roster they've run out. This is certainly on the bottom of that list over the last, like they do have common arrow, hopefully for a full year. And I forgot he will likely play a lot of games. He will, he will factor to this. Holy cow. The raw power is. I mean, it's like a yeah. Judge Stanton kind of raw power. He can, you know, he can. Yes, yes, Hank. Junior Camonero has very good raw power. <laughs> um, sorry, Hank's losing his mind again. Um, yeah, I mean, the raw power is really good. Um, the glove should be enough to stick at third base. And even then, if it's not, like, you can just move him to the outfield. Um, but the question is, like, is, you know, is the hit tool enough? I think so. I think he's going to hit second third or fourth in that lineup and be really good but the problem is again like it's just like the rest of the lineup has so many question marks i'm sticking with my c plus grade and i I feel okay about it 
he's also like, God, he's 20. Like, he's not gonna, dude, it's crazy. It's also, he's not a huge dude. He's he's not a big guy and he puts up that kind of power output. Like, it's just crazy. I, again, like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, yeah, he's not gonna be good this year. It's more so like, uh, if I don't think the Rays are like, man, if he does, or at least I don't think the Rays would build their team around the idea of, all right, and Comanero needs to be a 150 WRC plus hitter in the year 2023 specifically. Now, if you ask me if he'll ever do that, probably. It's, Probably, right? Like, he'll probably have one of those just, like, monster years where you're like, wow, this guy's a great player. Um, And this is their best prospect. They When they have a prospect of this caliber, usually they pan out into really good players. So um, I trust that he's in the right organization to get the job done. But I, I just I just think it's a – like, I just don't think it's – I just don't think you're going to get, like, the MVP year just in year one. I think it's going to – like, there's an adjustment period for every rookie. So, yep. you know, you, at superstar potential, superstar upside, I think he'll get there, but – Will it be in year one? Probably not, right? And that's not a knock on him. It's just how prospects work. Moving on to, we have two teams left in the AL East, and I gave both of them A's. I only gave out four A grades, and all they come from the uh, two different divisions. Um, but I'm going to start you, and they got these A's in different grades. I'm going to start with the Baltimore Orioles. They got an A because, yeah, signing Craig Kimbrell, whatever. But you kind of really needed to do one thing, and that was go get a frontline starting pitcher and they got Corbin Burns. So they get an A. Like yeah, flat out it, win. I don't know no debate there for me. It I don't even like it was anything else needs to be said. They got a starting pitcher. They did what they were supposed to do. That they got the starting pitcher. There's a difference. True. They got like I'm going to be honest with you, like Yamamoto's a great pitcher, but I could argue like I would say the safer bet is Burns for this year, not long term, this Agreed. year. They got the best starting pitcher, I think, on the market. And that's exactly what they needed. So how can I give them anything less than an A? So. Yep. And the return wasn't anything that's going to damage them long-term. So they wanted to get another starter. They could. Yeah, they, hung they, up, could. They, they were like, yeah, we, we okay. We think Piglet's phone and said, we want, we, we're not leaving this called out Dylan Cease. They walk away at Dylan Cease. Correct. Agreed. Uh, the Yankees, on the other hand, they made a barrage of moves to kind of get to this a grade the first one is obviously they traded for Juan Soto I mean talk about a deal that needed to happen it happened they did it we've discussed it at length on this podcast but like yes they they did that picked up Verdugo listen left field was a net negative for them last year Verdugo is going to be an average player more than likely that's already just like what like a three win increase it's it's huge um, Trent Grisham in center field as a platoon with Verdugo as well allows Judge to stay out of center field every now and again. That's a win. Like again, you know, it's they they went from one of the worst outfields in baseball to arguably the best outfield in baseball. So huge win there. Uh, they signed Marcus Stroman. Stroman's kind of just reliable, right? Like he. He's going to hopefully give them 140 to 160 innings. And even if he gives less than that, you know he's not going to have a, a crazy ERA. The ground ball rate is going to be good. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good move. They also uh, picked up Victor Gonzalez in a trade and Jorbit Vivas. And they also picked up Caleb Ferguson in a trade. So they picked up two lefties, replacing Wandy Peralta, essentially. If they got Shane Bieber in a trade or... Dylan Cease or one more starting pitcher, I would probably say that like you could argue that they're the best team in baseball, but I think you could argue they're the best team in the American League, and that's good enough. Like you know, I give them an A because they basically did everything they needed to do. 
And it does sound like Brian Cashman wants to make another move for a starting pitcher. Um, the video of Shane Bieber obviously throwing 93 at driveline has gone uh, pretty viral this week, so that's a possibility. But again, Ryan, they did everything they needed to do, and it's hard to give them lower than an A because of that. Yeah, so, um, you know, first off, obviously, you know, I've been on the uh, Shane Bieber at driveline is going to do him wonders train, so, you know, it's a, it's a big day to be me, um, you know, big, big time to be, uh, you know, just it, sometimes it hurts to be right all the time. You know, it's a burden on, on life. I'm not right all the time. It's the farthest thing from it as this podcast has shown. Uh, but as you alluded to, they did everything they needed to. Like, dude, how can you how can you give them crap for not, you know, how can you give them crap for for getting, what, the second most war I think they netted uh, this offseason behind the Dodgers, which we'll get to? They got Juan Soto. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I don't mean to, like, say there isn't nuance to every conversation. And certainly the Yankees need starting pitching. And if they didn't re- address the rotation, I would not have given them an A. But... You, you got Juan Soto, right? Like, I, I'm sure they'll figure out a way. Like, they were still, what, the 10th best ERA in baseball last year with the god-awful rotation. Their active roster war is, like, the, the 13th highest starting pitching war. I mean, if they finished 13th in starting pitching war last year, they probably make the playoffs. You add on the fact that they're not going to have fucking infielders playing left field. They're going to be very good. I think they're going to be. A, they're going to make the playoffs. Are they going to win the division? I don't know. I think the Orioles and them. It's they're going to. They're going to be my the two teams look at the most for the division. Um, but I mean, they play in the top division. I get that. It's going to hurt their win total. But I mean, I just like when they play the Blue Jays, who are going to be favored. I think the Yankees will. When they play the Rays, who are going to be favored. I think the Yankees will. When they play the Red Sox, I mean, if the Yankees aren't favored, it'd be a little weird. Um, but like the AL Central, the Yankees, I think they, they can crush an AL Central team. AL West, it's like, I, I, we'll get to that in a bit. There are really good teams out there, don't get me wrong, but nobody who's like the Braves or the Dodgers or the AL, and that's kind of the big thing for me here. There's no Braves or Dodgers where it's like, yeah, that team's just going to wreck the the league. Um, the Yankees had a really good offseason. Like, I just, I think people overcomplicate things. Like, I... They made the move that they needed to make, and then they made all the supplement. Like, they didn't get Yamamoto. Yes, it, that's what's not giving them an A-plus offseason. If they had gotten Yamamoto... Or, or Corbin Burns. If they got Corbin Burns. Right, got. yeah. They didn't, and it's fine. Like they still had a really, really strong offseason outside of that. Yes. Moving to I the agree. moving to the AL Central. Uh, this this division is is it's not going to be pretty. Um, however, I I want to start off on a positive note. The Kansas City Royals had a really strong offseason. I gave out two B plus B plus grades, and one of them is to the Kansas City Royals. They, as you said when before we recorded, they just did a really good job of capitalizing on everybody paying attention to Yamamoto to just sign all these like lower end starting pitchers. And they also extended Bobby Witt Jr. Like they gave him a really interesting and good extension in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I gotta give them a B plus. I really like what they did this off season. Yeah. And if they're out of contention and they're like, all right, we're not contending and we need to move guys. If you, they can, dangle, you dangle Walker and Lugo, um, you'll get, you'll get something back. And obviously turning Chapman to Cole Reagans has kind of changed the outlook of the rotation. I mean, right now, not that the rotation's good, but there's a but chance. It's not bad. There's it's a not chance. Bad. You know, you're you're saying like usually when you're talking about okay, will they be good or not? You're always talking yourself into the if this happens, because we're only projecting, right? It's all we can do. Um, if Cole Reagans is as good as he was last year, if Michael Walker and Seth Lugo are solid, if Brady Singer looks like the pitcher he did the year before. And if Jordan Lyles just makes 30 starts, these are all probable things. Like, I, I think, see, like, I, I don't think this is an unrealistic thing to say, hey, if these guys play to their projections, they will be a solid rotation. Um, or if they play a little bit above them, they'll be solid, have a solid rotation. 
Um, they've got guys. Like, I just don't think – I just personally don't think they're in a bad spot, like, pitching-wise. Offensively, a lot of question marks, but, like, what are you going to do about it? You're a smaller market team. I, I understand they're not going to, you know, fucking sign – trade for Juan Soto and all that shit. But they did a good job addressing their needs, um, and not, they didn't they, spend – They're definitely money. better, right? Like, and of course, the wood extension. That's a huge thing to me. Yeah. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be like, all right, shit. We're trading him at when that service clock hits five. You know, right? It's a. They did everything right. Like they, Lugo Walker, good moves. Um, you know, Wit extension is really really solid. It's just, again, are they going to be good? Probably not. But they made moves where it's like, okay, now they can trade guys and up the farm system that's not very good. Um, and make you know make progress they're making progress they're making smarter decisions and from a couple years ago you didn't think that was possible for the royals so a very encouraging offseason uh detroit also i thought had a pretty good offseason um too yes they did lose eduardo rodriguez but they signed kenta maeda and jack flaherty um the offense is pretty good they picked up mark Hanna. they have a lot of young guys there uh, jackson job who Dude, I love Jackson Joe. Guy, guy's a stud who's probably pretty close. I, I gave them a B. Like, I gave them a, a B here, and I feel like they deserve it. I feel most people are probably picking them um, uh, to be like the underrated team that could like make some noise and everything like that. And yeah, I mean, like, if everybody's picking them to do that, are they really like that underrated? Um, Maybe, maybe not, but like I expect steps forward from like Riley Green, Parker Meadows, Spencer Torkelson. Like, it's a good team. Could they have used like a third baseman? Yeah, probably. Like, but again, they picked up Maeda, Flaherty, Canna. You know, their DH spot can finally like be opened up because Miguel Cabrera is gone. Losing Eduardo Rodriguez kind of hurts, but I don't know. Like, I have a lot of faith in some of their arms to be pretty good. So, did they do enough to be like, oh yeah, they're the favorite in the AL Central? No, but they made moves to significantly increase their playoff odds, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm looking at the one through uh, six in that lineup: Parker Meadows, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Kerry Carpenter, Mark Canna, Colt Keith. Pretty it's good. Not bad. It's not the Colt bad. Keith extension's pretty good too, as we said. Yeah. Baez, like, look, I'm not saying Baez is worth his contract. He's very clearly not, but he's at least a good defensive shortstop, and you can hang your head on that and say, I mean, he's not going to be a complete dud. He'll, like, prevent runs. It's a bad contract. It's certainly a bad contract. But, like, he'll prevent runs. That's kind of, like, the nice thing. He won't, Imagine like... if he ever learned to just stop swinging. If he had, like, a 90 WRC+, plus, he would, like, be an above-average player because he right. be such a good... But, like, he's not... It's not a good contract, but I think there are worse contracts to be stuck with. So, you know, it is what it is. McKinstry, as mentioned, not great. Not a great situation that third. They kind of hope somebody emerges and takes uh, takes the leap forward and becomes their third baseman. Jake Rogers was like solid last year. 6.5 framing runs, 97 WRC plus, 2.2 war and 170 games. He's pretty good. Hey, like you, I think Bias should probably hit ninth. They're not going to do that, but he should hit ninth. You should hit Rogers seventh probably. I like the the top six. You could order that in some way. Maybe lead off Canna instead and have Canna Green Torque Carpenter Keith Meadows or Meadows Keith or whatever you want to do. Um, 
They need a third baseman, though. Yeah, that's certainly something they're need. I think they have a prospect, though. No, like they don't have somebody. I think they have somebody who could fill in. Uh, Malloy is potentially that guy, but apparently he's really bad at third. So, yeah, I see the third base depth chart, and uh, there is not even somebody listed at AAA. So, um, again, that's pretty. Yeah, they, that's a glaring need, but. I'm giving them a. I, I'm honestly, I might bump them up to a B plus. I might bump them up. Might, might consider. I think if they had gotten a third baseman, I like even if it was like an open yeah. one. Watch them sign Maybe. Matt Chapman out of nowhere. Then that I would, would give be them nice. Like an a. They also picked up <laughs> Shelby Miller, and I love that pickup. They Dude, up I Shelby love Miller. Shelby Miller. Yeah, that's a. Good I think their bullpen's gonna be nasty again. I, I predicted them to finish like pretty high in terms of FIP. I think I, my hot take was like top three in FIP. Yeah, I, I, the well, they kind of they're going the Phillies route of just like. If we just get a bunch of dudes with great stuff and who throw rockets, they have yeah. to be somewhat good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm gonna give them. I'll say between B and B plus. I can't, I can't finalize that. But Maeda, I like the pickup. Flaherty, I don't think he's good, but like, hey, it's the ballpark for him, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like he could get into a sub four ERA just because like ball does not fly there. And then um, Scoobles good. And Reese Olsen. I'm excited for Reese Olsen. And that they was got, they got some guys. They yeah. got some guys. Reese Olsen, um, my dog. But yeah, no, nah, I think they'll be I think they'll win like 82 games next year, 83 games next year. They'll have like an exciting Orioles year. Like yeah. that 2022 Orioles year. I don't know if they'll ever be as good as the Orioles are, but you know, you gotta get my point where it's like, oh, they're fun and good, and you know, we'll see if they're better next year. Um moving on to the division winner of last year, Minnesota. They so they lost Sonny Gray, that that hurts a lot. Um, I'm not trying to say that that does not hurt a lot because it does. Like he was good for them last year. And they didn't entirely replace him. They also like it would have been good to sign a center fielder, right? Like it would have been nice just so that way you don't have to rely on Buxton. But still, I mean Carlos Santana is a solid player. Justin Topa and Anthony Desclafani are guys that they are going to have success with. I think Pablo Lopez is my pick to win the Cy Young. I think Joe Ryan's going to have a better ERA than he did last year. Uh, they also get Chris Paddock back, I think. And I don't know. Like, I kind of like what I saw and heard about Chris Paddock. So that'll be intriguing as well. Um, it's just they didn't take the extra step to make that move they did just make that trade uh to pick up okert from miami that's a good pickup i like their bull their bullpen might be the best bullpen in baseball um it's just they're one piece away from being like close to that like you know tier below the yankees and astros in my opinion but because of their division i think they're all they're close enough in that tier like i don't think detroit's good enough yet to overcome them I think they're still clearly the favorite in that division. I went C plus here. Could see B minus, could see C. A little bit of variability, but I think they just needed to make one more move and they haven't made it yet. You know why I like just thought like I don't think this will happen because it's an individual situation. Like a Shane Bieber would kind of be like perfect. You sign Shane Bieber. Yeah. Even like a Monty, like if they picked up Jordan Montgomery. Like, they have an all-righty rotation, so that actually might be perfect. You slot him in right behind Lopez, and you have Lopez, Monty, Ryan, Ober, Paddock. That's damn good. And, I mean, Descalfani is like your six-starter bullpen kind of situation. That's fucking good. Like, that's a really, really good rotation. The lineup's going to be really good. Like, I look at the up and down, Julian, Lewis, Buxton, Kepler, Correa, Santana, Wolner, Jeffers, Kirloff. Could use more depth. 
Uh, we'll see if Miranda can step up next year. Willie Castro was quietly very good for them last year. Willie Castro provided some really good like offense because of his base running as well. 109 WRC plus, and then he steal 33 bases in 38 attempts. That's a lot of offensive value. I don't know how good he'll be next year. Like it could be a fluke. He kind of took a, a, he wasn't as good in the second half and he hasn't consistently been a good player. So you have question marks there. You know, Kyle Farmer was like also a solid depth piece for them. He was like a, what 100. Yeah. 100 WRC plus hitter. Good defender. Is he going to be that again? Who knows? They have a lot of like, oh, this guy was like really good last year, but they also have one guy, two guys. They're two best players on paper who just weren't good last year. And you you hope that offsets it by getting them steps forward. Buxton and Correa were not good last year no. at all. Like I, I I was nitpicking the like depth being good just because I wanted to point out, yeah, these guys are going to probably take steps back. Like Castro might not, you know, have 33 steals and 38 bases and Farmer may not be a cons- like a solid infielder, but I like, Correa could be a superstar again or Correa could be a star level player again. And Buxton could be a star level player again. And that offsets that. And honestly, I think you'd rather have that in a postseason. have, those two guys playing at that level, they have a lot of injury concerns because their two best players are Correa and Buxton or on paper. And Lewis is probably the third best player. And he is uh, a walking injury mess, but he is also very talented. If they could just keep it together and stay healthy, it'd be very good. And they'll crush the division because the division sucks. But if they fall apart injury wise, who knows? I don't know. They're just, they're very, they, they need another piece for sure. They also have Walker Jenkins down there who might yeah. be ready to come up and Jenkins could rake. So, I mean, again, agreed. Just one more piece and I would have been more sold, but the division's so bad uh, that don't really matter. Um, next, the Chicago White Sox actually don't get the lowest grade in this division somehow. Uh, I gave them a D because I couldn't give them an F because they actually realize that they should make moves, like that they do need to sell guys. And so that's a positive. They also brought in Brian Bannister. Like, I think that's inherently worth something like that. That should be noticed and everything. Um, But the returns for some of their guys are not great. Um, Not trading Dylan Cease is, I think, could be a mistake. Um, It also could work out. Like, you just have to have some faith that he can rebound. Um, So, yeah, I'm... I gave him a D. I don't, it could have been an F, and I would have understood. Yeah, I'm giving them. I'm giving them a. I, I went C minus originally. Might have to bump it down to D plus. I'm not. I just. I don't know, man. They didn't make. Did they make a single move? You were like, oh, I think that was actually good for them. You know what? Like, I'll say this: they brought in Brian Bannister. Maybe right. That's like that's like exactly that that's exactly what it is. Enough for a C minus. I'm not maybe. gonna lie. They maybe. really don't have a lot to sell off either. It's not like they have like. God, right, unless their they're trading Cesar Robert. Like, yeah, like their team is awful. Remember when there were rumors that they were like, we might trade Eli Jimenez, and then the, that rumor kind of died. It was like, why would you give up anything for a guy who can't stay healthy? Right, it's like can't play the field. It's like the White Sox were like, yeah, we we need to hold on to um, Jimenez. It was like we aren't getting anything in return. We might as well. Um, I, the team is just fucking bad, man. Like that team is just bad. Like I I I don't. I actually like the decision to trade Gregory Santos. I didn't understand the, the decision to trade Christian Mena, um, but I like the decision to trade Santos because I don't think you should hang on to reliever value if you're not very good. Like, like is Santos the difference between you competing or not next year? Fuck no. Um, so, yeah, they're just bad, man. They're just a terrible team. They're going to like be like the worst team in baseball this year, I think. They're bad, man. Like They're, they're god-awful. Yeah, it's them, them and Oakland. It's, it's going to be horrible, tough. horrible, dude. But the worst grade in this division actually goes to Cleveland. 
We gave them an F. Both of us did. Primarily for one big reason. They traded somebody for Esteban. I'm just kidding. No, but that's pretty bad. They just didn't do anything. They literally did like nothing. Nothing. Like they, again, they traded somebody for Esteban Florial. They traded Cody Morris for Esteban Florial. Yes, they have a lot of arms. They can afford to make that move. But it's like, if that's the highlight of your offseason, is like trading somebody for Esteban Florial. Jesus, that's bad. Dude. They need, like, I just, I don't understand what they're, I don't understand why they're so hell-bent on, like, not, like, I understand that they're not going to add to payroll, but, like, God, man, like, they really, they, they did really get Scott think, Barlow, too, like, but, like, again, if you if your biggest acquisitions are a reliever, who's good, they also like, traded, didn't they trade up, like, somebody with more years of control to get him? Who's art like any? I think it was De Los Santos, right? Uh, the yeah, yeah Daniel De Los Santos is I think who they traded. No, yeah, like that was a weird trade. It's not like that was a flat out good trade. I don't, I don't know if they won this trade. Yeah, like I, I don't know if they won this trade. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if he's like got. I I, I don't know, man. Like I, what do you? What what are we gonna sit like? They really leaned into, and it's weird because they're a smart so they, team. So it's like they're leaning into right. this. We're not going to strike guys out, and we're not going to strike out. But they also like so they traded De Los Santos for Barlow, and then they let Lopez walk. Why? Like I just again, not this is a bad offseason. Like what direction are you going? You have Jose Ramirez. They hung on to Oscar Gonzalez. Andres Jimenez. To keep guys like Jones, or that's a tra- and traded guys like Jones or uh, away, yeah, and bad. look, Juan Brito could actually end up being good. Like I'm not doubting that, but like you know, Ramirez is in his 30s. Um, you can't be thinking about four years from now, in my opinion. No, you need to. You need to capitalize now. And like, yeah, the postseason in 2022. Like they're another prime example of just because you're young doesn't mean you'll be back there. Um. I'm not saying that that was their best chance to win a World Series, but, I mean, you, you get a first-round matchup with the Rays, you get a first-round matchup with a battered Yankees team, and a battered Rays team, for that matter, um, and a shot at the LCS. I'm not saying they were going to beat the Astros, but, like, crazier things have happened kind of situation. Man, and then you would have ended up matching with the Phillies in, in, the, in the World Series. I mean, dude, that was your shot. That might have been your shot. Yep. I don't know. Moving on to the AL West. Um... This division is weird because they have – so you have the World Series winner with the Texas Rangers, and they did essentially nothing, partially because of the TV deal, and they they weren't super sure of their money situation, and they have so much money committed to so many different guys and everything. Um, like, it's a good chance that Jordan Montgomery doesn't go back. I gave them a D because they've – they picked up Maley, and that's it. That's literally all they've done, like – if they end up bringing back Montgomery, all right, moves up to like a C. I still think they need some bullpen help too beyond that. So they need to do more than what they've done, but they're not the only D I've given out in this division. But Texas, World Series winners, it's hard to go too hard on them and everything, but I mean, they've done literally nothing. Yeah, you know, kind of um, harking back to my freshman year, you know, giving out a D here. Texas definitely, <clears throat> um, that's bad. <laughs> Jesus. Texas uh I think Texas they just didn't do enough like look again they won the World Series that's great but I don't think winning the World Series inherently makes you the best team of baseball going into next year 
this has been a big conversation that now that projections have kind of been put in the limelight more, and, you know, we have, I think a, social media has presented a better way for projection creator and fans to interact. Guys, it's not based off of like, it's not based off of what you did last year. It, it's based on what your roster is right now and whether they'll perform well or not next year. The Rangers just don't scream dominant team. I don't know if they make the playoffs, Max. Is that a hot take? I don't know if they make the playoffs. Are they bet? Are they the second best team in the division? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're the second best team in the division. Are they a top five team in the American League? Probably, but like, how confident am I in saying that? I just don't think the Rangers are really good, Max. I think they're like good, but not great. Maybe like I. They have a lot. They have more questions than they do answers about that team. In my yeah, opinion. they needed to do more, and I think they're kind of like we won the World Series and we don't. And really their have money, money again. The money situations. Yeah. I get that. Like that's kind of like you can't foresee that your TV deal, basically, which is a huge portion of your revenue, is just gone. Like, I get that, but eh, the. Two other D's I gave out in this division go to Oakland simply because they signed, you know, they got Stripling and Wood. So, like, they did enough to avoid an F, right? Like, they they made some moves to yeah. try a little bit. Um, the Angels, I also gave them a D because because of them, Otani is no longer there. Um, I do like picking up, um, you know, again, I think Stevenson's good. Like, I think that's a solid move and everything. I'm, you know, a little nervous about it because it was them. Matt Moore and Aaron Hicks are good moves in the sense of like, if they're good, you can trade them because you're not going to be very good. Um, the rotation needs some help. Uh, the offense needs more help, but like, are they really in a position to do that kind of stuff? No, especially considering that they traded most of their top prospects at the deadline in moves that did not work. Um, so, you know, their farm system needs a revamp. They really, they like, they really need like a full reset and everything like that. And, you know, if that's what they do, then I'll, I'll, I'll think that the organization is going in a better direction. So I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Number one, yes, the Hicks move actually like that's, it's hard to argue. It's not a good move. Um, but I want to point out like, so Joe Adele is out of options. They don't think either. They don't think he's good, which fair. Um, yeah probably my evaluation as well but if you're bad like is it gonna hurt to find out if he's to, to just play him a little more like you're bad like the, the let's let's be very honest let's, let's be very frank they are a bad baseball team they will not be good next year they will not win anything next year they are a sad pathetic excuse for a baseball team you kind of have to figure out if he's at least a playable player right you kind of have to you kind of have to figure it out they their outfield is set it's Ward, Trout, and uh, Moniac. I guess Adele will platoon in with Moniac. I guess. Um, they are playing a lot of young players. Ohapi, Shawnel, Neto. Like, you can't argue with, hey, you have three guys who are roughly year one to year two players playing in your starting lineup. You can't argue with that. That's um that's a good amount of rookie uh, representation. But I guess I'll judge them more by their deadline. They have to. They have to tear this thing down. They have to. They have to strip it down, get rid of as many of the players as you can. I'm not saying you have you want you have to trade Trout this winter. I honestly wouldn't have. I would. I think there's a chance he's better next year. But man, if there's a caller for him midseason, I think you take dude. You can't. You can't just hang on to these guys. They're bad and they're not going to be good for a while. 
I'm giving their offseason a D. I, I gave them an F originally. I'll give them a D. Um, because you've talked me into a D here. I just they're not they're not good, and they need to. I'm gonna this is a this is a, this is a pending grade. They need to recognize at some point during this year we're bad and just strip that motherfucker down. Drury can't be here. Estevez can't be here. Trout can't be here if he's having a good year. If he's having a bad year, just keep trying. The thing again. about Trout is like he's got full no trade clause. He does. Well, I mean, he's been in the league for 10 years, doesn't right. he? He's got 10-5, right? right? Yes, yes. And so he, he's, he's got full power, and he doesn't, again, why would he? He lives in Southern California and was able to avoid the crowd and everything like that. But, like, if they're bad, they really should approach him and just be like, hey, man, like, do you want to stay or do you want to go? Because we can, we can find him. If he's playing, he'll be good, and somebody will take him. Somebody will take that contract. So... So I'll, I'll, I'll adjust what I'm saying to if you could get Mike Trout to be open to a trade. I love Mike Trout. Great player. And I understand you don't want to trade away the franchise icon, but got to, you got to rip the fucking bandit off. Tear this motherfucker down. This is a, like, Ren Hifo should not be here. As many players that are good. Ward, fuck, anybody who provides value for you next year. You got to go. You're yep. not good. They got to go. You got it. You got it. Their farm system's awful. It's brutal, dude. It is not a good farm system. Yeah. They're bad, bad ownership. No, not like a smart organization. There's nothing cooking there. Just, just tear it all down. Tear, tear that thing down and get rid of the owner. <laughs> it would be nice if Moreno sold. Uh, moving to Seattle. I gave them a B minus because I can't go too much higher because if they wanted to, they were the team that could have traded for Juan Soto like and should have traded for Juan Soto. Um, and they could have signed Blake Snell and probably should have signed Blake Snell. Um, but ultimately, I mean, they made some moves to make them roughly the same team. And that team was arguably just, you know, was maybe good enough to make the postseason if some things had gone their way. Um, so I can't downgrade them too much because I don't think they got worse, but I can't give them higher because I don't think they got like a ton better. Like Polanco could work. Um, Rayleigh, he can hit, but they don't really have a third baseman. Urias is going to play there. Like, eh, uh, not great. They could use a better outfield, like relying on Mitch Hanager is kind of crazy. Um, Ty France can bounce back. I'm actually okay with that. The rotation is really good. The bullpen's good. Don't really have too many concerns there. It's just they ownership's not willing to commit to that team, so it's hard to give them a higher grade. Yeah, they uh, left a little bit on the table. That, that's kind of the way I would explain it. In like from my perspective, I just think they left something on the table. Um, I like their off season. I think they did enough to be better. But again, like if you just kept Suarez, I think they're the best team in the American League, um, and that's. I don't know if it's undoubtable, but like it's like, damn, that's fucking they're a fucking good team. Um, I'm not upset they didn't take advantage of the starting pitching market and tried to trade one of the young guys. I actually don't think you can judge a team for not trading a player because you don't know what they're offering or what you're getting offered back. Like if the Orioles are like, Yeah, we'll give you Kirstad for um Bryce Miller. I understand if they're like, Oh, you know what I mean? Um, it's Bryce Miller and we have we don't know how good you know we he could get better and if we develop his secondaries, you know, like I understand. Um, I looks not, like they might be doing some of the film that we've seen has been. Yeah, good. 
I'm not like I'm not gonna get on them for not trading their young pitching. And like I know people are like they should just trade Logan Gilbert. Well, I mean, like it's thirty guaranteed starts. You don't know. You know, not a lot of pitchers in this league right. give you the it's volume. Their rotation is really good. I understand saying just ride with what we've got in the rotation. Like don't don't change anything. I I, I understand that. I just they they couldn't they could have not traded Suarez. They could have had a little more depth in the infield. Um, it felt and, like they gave yeah. up a lot for Polanco too. Like it's just. They had a good offseason. It just wasn't like, it's like, but if you just were a little less cheap, right? Like if you were right. just a little less cheap. A little cheap. less cheap. Right. Just be a little less cheap. That's all. Um, moving to Houston. This one was kind of tough to grade because they didn't really need a ton. Like another starting pitcher would have been nice. Um, what they really needed was bullpen help, especially after, you know, they got a barrage of injuries in a couple days and they signed Josh Hader. They extended Jose Altuve. Will they extend Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman? Probably not. Um, but according to Dana Brown, they're going to make offers. I gave them a B minus. Like if they had signed Jacob Junis, I probably would have gone like B plus. But it, again, they're the Astros. I I think they're arguably the first or second best team in the American League. So hard to go lower than this. Uh, yeah, I gave them a B. Uh, they got Josh Hader. They needed reliever help. They got the best closer in baseball. Um, didn't have a Super Bowl pen. Do those historically work? Maybe not necessarily, but like it's still an upgrade. Uh, the rotation is definitely shaky. I don't think enough people are talking about the variance in that rotation. Their second best pitcher is a 40-something-year-old Justin Verlander after his strikeout-to-walk rate decreased by like 10%. Um, Christian Javier lost like 15 points of stuff plus, which is huge to lose and you're like is he gonna get it back we don't know uh you know or i just don't think is very good hunter brown i believe will be good but you know still has to like you're 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 expecting a skill progression um somewhere i think it will be good i'm not gonna like delve into if i think he's gonna be bad or not because i think it's gonna be good and then you have uh valdez is definitely an ace and he can definitely anchor a pitching staff i have no doubts about him but it's kind of like a it's a weird situation um you know they're, they're subject to a little bit of variance there the lineup's going to be good. They're going to mash. Um, they extended Altuve. I know that some people are like, is it going to be a back? Like, is the extension going to age well? I don't know. Um, but I don't know if you could. Can you not? Can, like, how how can you not bring back Altuve kind of situation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, be. the thing is, you could you could argue about long-term what's better, bringing back Tucker or bringing back Altuve or bringing back Bregman. I think Tucker's probably the correct answer, but. Altuve means so much to that franchise that it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you kind of have to do that, right? Like you have to bring him back. And they did. And they, listen, I think people are like, oh, that's like a bad thing for the team. Altuve just overperforms. That's just what he does. He takes advantage of the Crawford boxes. He's done it his whole career. He will do it for the next, and you don't need him to do it for the next five years. You just need him to do it for the next three or four and the contract's worth it. So I also think, go look at Jose Altuve's numbers. He was great last year. Like, yeah, the, the, you know, injury at the beginning of the year kind of, like, cost him some games. But he was still really damn good. Like, he's been really good for a long time. So, it's time to – I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. So, they, they made the move that they needed to make. Um, moving to the NL East, nothing, you know, really jumps off the page here with any team. Um, but – the New York Mets probably had the best offseason in, in, in this division, in my opinion. I gave them a B plus because I thought they did. They went for Yamamoto, which is what they should have done. Gave him a good contract offer and everything. Clear that Yamamoto just wanted to go to the Dodgers, as we have said before. 
And then after that, they're like, okay, let's not commit to anything long-term, which I think is smart. Their farm system is good. They have some guys who can come up and, you know, maybe bridge the gap to get to those guys. And they just hired Eric Yeagers to be their director of pitching. They need to give those guys some chances to produce some arms. I think Scott and Vasile can do that. And they said, let's just keep, you know, kind of like if we're good, we can go for it. And if we're bad, we have guys that we can trade. And they nailed that. I think they're in a great spot, in my opinion. They really did it well this offseason. I gave them a B plus. I also gave them a B plus. I love the Manaya pickup. I love the Severino pickup. I love every pickup they made, really. Um, I think they operate this offseason smart. You kind of were, they were kind of like, all right, if we don't get Yamamoto, we're not doing anything. Like we're not doing anything crazy. We're not gonna, you know, hemorrhage our uh our, our payroll just to appease people and make people happy. They flew in the direction of what a lot, some fans, media, and New York media is tough. They're, they're unforgiving. I think that's the mark of a great organization. I think the New York Mets have an extremely bright future. They're going to be very, very good soon. Yeah, I thought David Stearns did an exceptional job. Loved the hire of Carlos Mendoza as manager as well. Made some changes. Andy Green's now the director of player development. I just They made a lot of moves where I was like, man, that's just a good move. Yeah, I mean... The Shamanaya pickup is probably one of my favorite pickups of the offseason. Absolutely love that trade. Um, they also got uh, Fujinara and uh, Austin Adams. And, I mean, they got a ton of dudes in that bullpen. That, bullpen's, that bullpen may walk a lot of guys. But you know what? They're going to punch some dudes out and be kind of gross. Like, it's a high-variance bullpen, but it might be kind of fun. It's um, a sick-as-fuck bullpen. It's just, hey, we're It's just really gonna, cool. Yeah. yeah, like, it's really it. cool. <laughs> Um, Philly, I gave them a B. They only the, like the big move they made was bringing back Aaron Nola. Great signing. The contract value is good. He's a good pitcher. I know people will question like, oh, really? Like you're not paying him for what he did before. You're paying for what you think he'll be. And I think he'll be pretty good for the bulk of that contract. Um, I, they just, they really didn't have a ton that they needed to do. In my opinion, could have seen an upgrade in center field. Like, I think Harrison Bader, the Met, speaking of Harrison Bader, the Mets, that was another good move that they made. But like Harrison Bader would have made some sense in this, you know, there. Maybe a, the Trent Grisham who went to the Yankees might have made some sense in a trade. But at the same time, like they didn't really need a ton. There's rumors that they're apparently might be in on Jordan Montgomery. I think if they signed Jordan Montgomery, um, that that would make them like an A offseason, in my opinion. That rotation would be really good. They just picked up Spencer Turnbull, who it's actually not that bad. Like the guy did throw a no hitter. Like, you know, could they have done more? Sure. But I don't really think they needed to do a ton in the first place. Yeah, I dude, they they didn't have like glaring flaws that they were going to be able to address in the winter. I don't think teams should be graded on if they like, I don't think teams should, I don't think people should set the grade at they didn't sign enough guys. And that's there are cases where got where teams didn't sign enough guys. And we've talked about that, but there are sometimes the market doesn't have that for you, and overextending and forcing your way to find it on the market can result in some pretty ugly situations. So you know you kind of have to take what's given to you at times. Um, as you mentioned, if they get Monty, it's an A. I just they didn't do anything bad. Could have done more, sure, but like how much more? And and like would it have made them better enough for me to upgrade their grade? Maybe not necessarily. So I'll give them a B. Yeah, they they did enough. Atlanta, I gave them a B minus. They're I waffled on this one a lot 
because again, another team that really just didn't need to do a whole lot. They went out and got Chris Sale for Von Grisham. I don't think Von Grisham's very good. And though I have serious doubts about how good Chris Sale still is, I think Chris Sale's better than Von Grisham. So, you know, they are capitalizing on this championship window, which is a long championship window, and give them some insurance in the sense of if when Freed leaves, which he's going to, Max Freed is going to walk, um, that, you know, they still have Sale. Um, and their top of the rotation is now better with Strider, Sale, Freed. Um, Morton can still be okay. Like, it would be nice to get an upgrade over Bryce Elder because I just don't think he's very good. Um, yeah, it, like, they made some trades. They didn't lose a ton because that team is extremely locked up, right? Like, they guys aren't going anywhere. I I gave them a B-. minus. I feel like that's fair. Like, that's like an average-ish grade, and they had an average-ish offseason. They didn't make a move where it's like, oh, yeah, they're – so clearly, like, like they didn't sign Otani, they didn't sign Yamamoto, or go get one of those guys. Though, I mean, it sounds like they were never really going to, and they don't really need to, right? Like, their team's pretty stacked. They're still the, they yeah. still have the highest projected win total, if I remember correctly, right? But I like, they have like, they're they're supposed to be significantly better than everybody else. Which I'm so. not sure I buy that, but like, yeah, like they're good. They didn't need to do a ton. Yeah, I'm gonna just sit here and say like the. Braves like they traded for Chris Sale and they didn't trade anything that I think is like oh no you traded that for Chris Sale like if he's not good oh well you don't have Vaughn Grisham on your team anymore again oh well who cares like I don't I don't I'm not trying again like I don't want to sound like I'm just dismissing the idea that Vaughn Grisham could be good but um I'll dismiss a guy who isn't very good defensively and isn't like an overwhelmingly great hitter uh in a trade return I think Chris Sale could be like good for them i don't know how good i don't know how healthy is kind of the big question mark here i think it'll be good enough we'll see um but as you mentioned like they could have maybe used more pitching but they clearly weren't going to like they weren't going to get cease god if they ended up with cease i would act like you would have to actually imagine there was collusion there like you'd have to say all right there's collusion like this is bullshit you know what i mean they didn't especially they didn't trade wall jump they didn't trade wall jump for him you'd be like all right this collusion this is bullshit this doesn't make any sense right i don't like this league um you know and go watch go watch basketball or something um but yeah, they, there wasn't like they weren't paying Erod, I guess, which I think that's a dumb decision. And we'll get that to that in a bit. But I, they're cheap, so they have a lot of committed money too. Like I kind of forget they do have a, a an incredible amount of committed money. So it's like they can say, "Oh yeah, we have this coming off the books," and I guess that's no, they don't. They, they really don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all right. C, I gave them a C. It's all right. Um, Miami and Washington, I gave them both D's. Miami. They just made a trade that keeps it from being an F because they picked up Gordon and like Gordon could actually be okay for them. And they traded Ochre and like they've, they produce relievers at a pretty high clip. So it's fine, but man, they really need to do something else. They need a shortstop so goddamn badly. Um, and Washington just like they were, they needed two starting pitchers, like in my opinion, to pick up. I like the acquisition of Gallo. Dylan Floro is actually pretty good. That's a pretty small, you know, smart pickup. It's just like if they had gotten in, you know, a Michael Walker or a Seth Lugo or a Frankie Montas or a Severino or a Manaya, if they got in two of those five, I'd probably give that offseason a B, but they didn't. So they're at a D. Yeah. Give them a D. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. Like the, they did bring in a couple of pitching minds that are different from what they previously had. So maybe that's a good sign of what's to come. Uh, moving to the NL Central. 
God, I hate this division. Um, the Cardinals, um, I gave them a B because they're like, we need pitching. And they got a lot of it. Sonny Gray is good. Lance Lynn's not. Kyle Gibson might actually be okay for them. Um, Kittredge for Palacios is a terrible move, but like Kittredge is a pretty good reliever. Um, yeah, it's just like the offense should be good. Like I expect Paul Goldschmidt to be good next year. I know he was not particularly great, but like dude's a Hall of Famer. I expect him to bounce back. Arenado, I think will be fine as well. They'll hit and the pitching is better and this division is bad. So Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, like, it's just like the, the, this entire division is, yeah. Hey, yeah. I will say this. The Cardinals signed the guy with the ninth highest swinging strike rate in baseball, and that's Lance Lynn. Uh, so, that's crazy to me. Yeah, he had a higher it's swing strike so rate than Sonny Gray. So, yeah, the, 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 the highest swing strike rate that they signed was, uh, was Lance Lynn. Look, I don't think Lance Lynn's going to be great, but, like, I actually don't hate this pickup. Considering he also got one year $10 million, like, with how the money went for pitchers later down the road in this winter, getting a guy who's going to make 30 starts for you uh, and potentially give you like a league average GRA and some strikeouts isn't like the worst thing in the world. Probably translates well to a bullpen role if you make the postseason. They could have done more in the rotation. They should have done more in the rotation. Um, yeah, they probably should have done more in the rotation. That's probably where I'm like here. And the bullpen too could have used a little more help. They just didn't, man, They it was, they, they kind of like, they were like, we're going to kind of go out, gu-, you know, they, they, it looked like they were going to come out swinging in the pitching market. And then they kind of just settled. But they settled yeah. early. It was like. Settled early. That was. Yeah. The That's why this grade's not. High. They If they waited this market out, I think they end up with one of Snell or Montgomery. And then you're like, oh, my God, what an offseason. Gray right. and Snell. Oh, my. Or like Gray and Montgomery. Dude, that's a good. That's a good. That's a great offseason. If you did Gray, Monty, Lynn. Fuck, that's a good word. That's that's like yeah, a yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And they just like we're like, yeah, we're good. So yeah, it's, they're weird. They're they are. Lynn might be better there because it's a better bark bark for home runs. So I guess that's something to note. Um, Cincinnati, I gave them a B too because I. It's funny we were talking about the Cardinals like ah they didn't do enough. I thought the Reds actually did more than I expected. Like Nick Martinez, good move. Frankie Montas, sixteen million, kind of a lot, but it's a one year deal. Can't have a bad one-year contract. Sweet, they needed pitching. Um, they they just they made some they made some moves where I was like, oh, you know, that's actually not terrible. Um, they also picked up Condelario. Now that kind of makes me question what they're gonna do with like Marte and Ellie De Cruz and McLean and everything. Um, but Vado's gone. First base might be kind of open up for them, so. You could see Condelario go to first, which wouldn't make a ton of sense given how much they're paying him. But also, if they believe in the bat, I guess the contract's still worth it. But I like Marte. I like Cruz. I think Cruz started to figure some things out at the end of the year. I know the offense wasn't there, but the defense and the base running are obviously still so good. I think they kind of said, let's just make supplemental moves to see where we're at this year. Our division's not very good. And then next year, if we like take the steps forward that we take, we can go big on some guys there or make a trade. I think that's smart. I think that's good. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that about the Cincinnati Reds, but I, I think they did the right thing. They ended up with Deal Candy, my guy. Um, you know, I, I don't think they overpaid for him. 
which I was, I guess there was some concern about, Hey, are you going to, our team's going to pay too much for a guy who was coming off a year that they may not repeat. Um, I don't think they overpaid. I don't think they got any, I think they got good value on Martinez. They made um, enough. They got Montas and it was $60 million, but like, I don't think it's a bad thing that they paid $60 million for one year. Frankie Montas. I mean, it's one year, it's one hit to your salary cap. Um, and it's not like it prevented them from signing like Blake Snell or something like that. They weren't going to fucking sign Blake Snell or they weren't going to sign Jordan Montgomery. Could they have traded for Dylan Cease? Um, maybe, but like, I also get why they backed off on that. Maybe they swing around and make like a dead, a kind of like a final move for a guy like a Shane Bieber. I know they had some interest in him. I think that would make some sense if they were to end up with a guy like Shane Bieber, that would be pretty good for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's a B so it's all right. It's, it's good. It's not overwhelmingly good, but it's pretty good. And in comparison to the rest of this division, it's great. Chicago Cubs, I gave them a C plus. They're in a weird spot. I like the Imanaga deal. Um, I'm not a giant fan of the Bush trade, but I think it's like good for them in the short run. Um, they could use some more bullpen help, but I don't think they're going to do it. Um, and they're just in a weird spot with both Chapman and Bellinger. Like, I think they're better off going for Chapman. But with Bellinger, I mean, you've kind of backed yourself into this corner if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So giving them a C-plus here, I wish they would have made a trade for somebody else, like another pitcher. Like, there's no reason to not go trade for Shane Bieber. There's no reason you have the farm system to do it. There's no reason to not try and make an offer for Dylan Cease or heck call Milwaukee, call your division rival. See if, you know, you, if you offer up some dudes like Casey and Shaw and maybe even like Horton for, you know, Freddie Peralta. I mean, like the brewers have to listen to that. So they just need something else. And I'm not sure it's coming. Dude. I just, they're like the twins. Talking. Yeah, they're in a twins weird spot. Just, twins just needed something else. The Cubs needed just one more thing. Again, kind of like, hey, they were also in on Shane Bieber, and that would be pretty cool. Um, right. I don't know if, like, I understand why they don't want to pay Bellinger. I completely get it. Chapman would make sense to them. I don't know if they're going down that route. Snell, Monty would also make sense for them. Not sure if they're going down that route. Definitely not. Monty would make sense because they. Yeah. it seems they're reluctant to, with the qualifying offer, but. Hey, that actually could be a fit. Like, where's Monty realistically going to go? Cubs kind of, maybe that kind of falls into place. And if they were to land Montgomery, like, that's good. It is a very left-handed rotation, so, you know, but. Eh. Right, that's why Bieber makes some sense. I'm yeah, going C-plus here. Sense. Yeah, I'll go C-plus as well. That's fine. Like, I just one more move and it would have been better. Uh, the Pirates, I gave a C. They, you know, they made some moves, right? They just signed Yasmani Grandal uh, as of last night. Biggest news of the day yesterday, by the way. Huge, huge news. <laughs> Not like there was a trade and a Super Bowl or anything like that. Um, they, like, they're just in a weird spot. They picked up some arms. Chapman, Gonzalez, and Perez. Like, depth is good in the situation they're in. Um, <laughs> the offense should be better just because some of their young guys should take some steps. I really think Cabrian Hayes is like a great breakout pick this year. I think he's going to be a monster this season, in my opinion. Um, they uh, they traded for Rowdy Telez, I believe, too. Like, 
it's just the lineup needs a little bit more. But they're in a weird spot. They they won 76 games last year, significantly better than I thought they would have done. Uh, they brought McCutcheon back. Like they could use like one or two more pieces, and I would say, you know, that team might be the best team in the division, which is more of an indictment of the rest of the division than you know a praise for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I went for C here. I, I, again, they just a couple moves away. So a couple of things that I wanted to point out. Number one, they needed more starting pitching. They should have signed a Shamanaya. I, I actually have no idea why they didn't end up with like a Shamanaya type of guy. Um, but Mitch Keller is is in your rotation. That's good. Perez Gonzalez are like interesting lefties to sign. One of those guys can go for an above average GRA next year. And both of those guys can mop up innings for you, which I guess is important. It's weird because, like, why is Rossi Contreras and Luis Ortiz not good? Like, at least one of those two guys should be a quality starting for you, starter for you. It's an indictment on their organization that one of them are not. Um, their bullpen could be sneaky good. Bednar Chapman Holderman is a really good one, two, three punch. Um, catcher took a bit of a hit, and that's why I signed Grandal because they lost Andy Rodriguez to a UCL surgery. Um, well, kind of losing a veto kind of hurts too to Tommy John because he was solid for them last year. I don't know how good he would have been this year, but again, he made 32 starts. So that's value and he could be taking steps forward. He is, he has good stuff. It's just, it doesn't translate again, an indictment on the Pittsburgh Pirates as a, you know, pitching development organization. They have Sawinski, McCutcheon, Hayes, Reynolds, Cruz, Davis. Davis has taken some pretty big leaps in terms of his uh driveline training if you see like those those videos yeah he's not gonna catch her though which is interesting I'm he, he, they play. yeah it's weird they're weird as you mentioned like if they had made a couple like if they signed a shamanaya and if they signed like a if they did what the mets did if Simonaya, bob nutting wasn't wasn't their owner yeah they would be like they'd be a fun team yeah. o'neill crew is gonna play like, yeah that's apparently that's fun. a fun team you kind of have to watch at least just for o'neill cruz Think of Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Like they have guys where it's Brian like Brian Hayes is a good player. I don't want to doubt. Right. I'm just saying, like, if you're not, if you're gonna say, well, the Pirates aren't good. Well, like, okay, bit fair, but like, if you're you got like you can't not watch O'Neill Cruz. Like, I just he is that kind of player where you have to watch them play. There, that's an unbelievable talent there. Yep. Uh, the last team in the division, the Milwaukee Brewers. You're gonna be lower on them than I am, but I gave them a C minus because they traded Corbin Burns after signing Reese Hoskins. They picked up Gary uh, Sanchez as well. Like the team, because the division is so, I want to reiterate, this division is terrible. Because it's so goddamn bad, they could still find a way to win the division again. But man, trading Corbin Burns, and they're probably going to trade Willie Adamez too. Not great. I gave him a C minus. Like, I think the return for Burns is actually fine. Like I would give them like a B grade on that return. I like DL Hall. I like Joey Ortiz. I think they're good. I expect them to be solid players for them. But just why, why, like, just go for it for one more year. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, uh, I giving them a D minus. Um, why did you trade Corbin Burns? Right? Like, why? Wait until the deadline. Get get a similar return, if not better, because everybody's going to be bidding and everybody's jumping in that pool. And you might be able to say, hey, Orioles, you know, we're getting this and that, whatever it may be. Um, this was a weird, like, their offseason, bef- if you just ignore trading Burns, 
get Hoskins, get Gary. They needed power. That's exactly what they needed. Like, right. it's weird. I think they addressed their offense and power concerns much better than like a team like the Blue Jays did. And that's kind of weird to say. Like, why are the Blue Jays getting outbid by the Brewers? But that's a different conversation. Um, you know, you have a lineup where it's Yelich, Contreras, Hoskins, or, uh, you know, Adames, Trurio's in the fold. You know, they, they maybe needed a little more left-handed pop. Maybe they could have ended, added, I know they added Jake Bowers, but like, you know, I'm going to just be a little, you know, a little lower on the idea that he's like a everyday regular and more like a, he's a platoon kind of guy. Um, you know, maybe they could have brought in a Jock Peterson and, and that could have helped them a little bit. I don't know. Um, I just, why, why is this the direction they took as a team? I, I don't know why they traded Burns. I mean, the, the, the pitching staff could have been, I, I, the pitching, the rotation's a mess. The rotation's a mess right, right. now. Right, now the rotation, which was the strength, is now kind of a mess. Yeah, I don't what believe when you trade a pitcher of the quality of Corbin Burns. Yeah, I don't, I just, they're, they're weird. They're weird. They're a weird team. I don't, I don't know. They're just weird. That's the best way I can put it. They're weird. Moving to the NL West, starting off with our second F grade of the day. The Colorado Rockies get an F because they've done literally nothing. Nothing. They've done nothing. And now... Listen, I want them to sign Cody Bellinger because I think it'd be hysterical, but maybe they're smart enough to realize they should stop giving out big contracts because they have had zero success with them. So maybe they deserve some props there, but they've also done literally nothing outside of that. So they get enough. What, a, what an incompetent organization. If you ever feel bad about yourself, just remember that the Colorado Rockies exist. Yeah. Um. Still, again, like still, there's still the outside chance that the Rockies give Cody Bellinger the what the fuck, like why, what are we doing contract? I want it. I need it. It would be so so bad. And then also so bad. They're just like, God, they're just a disaster (laughs) in every way. Their farm system's actually not that bad, but it's not like I, as I texted when you pointed it out, I'm like, so how it's just a matter of how they'll fuck it up. It's not a matter of, (laughs) Oh, okay. That's good. They'll be young and fun. It's like, all right. So how do they fuck this up? Right? Like they're just a disaster of an organization. They are, backwards they don't do anything smart they don't do anything right they don't make good decisions they're just i mean look at this rotation man like I, look oh, i know everyone complains don't, about the rotation don't, like, don't look holy cow it's god so at bad. least the, you go like it's you so know, bad i know someone's like well the, the athletics like you look at the athletics i know they're not going to start miller but you're like you know mason miller could start at some point they have they jp have sears alex wood, wood Ross, stripling yeah like jp like, sears in and of itself is like an interesting they have pitcher. pitchers who have had MLB success and are interesting and recently, you know? right? God, I mean, Hal Freeland, it's not like Hal Quantrill, Austin Dude. Gomber, Ryan Felt. Okay, Ryan Feltner is like interesting, I guess, because he's young. Dakota Hudson, Dakota Hudson, man. Dude, imagine being Cal Quantrill. You're with Cleveland, you get non tendered. The entire league thinks you're really interesting, and maybe there's something there. And where do you get picked up from? Where do you go, dude? Colorado, Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson. Like I just want to like like Dakota. It's twenty twenty four in Dakota. <laughs> this <is> Dakota <laughs> it's twenty twenty four. Like it's not. This is not two thousand and nineteen, dog. This is twenty twenty four. The Cardinals who don't have pitching said, "Yeah, man, we got. We can't." Yeah, good. that that's not good. He it's... was not good enough for the Cardinals' depth chart. Depth chart, not rotation. Depth chart. You know. That's bad. That's there. Yeah, it's it's ugly. Uh, two teams in this division got C plus grades, and they kind of went about it in different ways. The Giants I gave a C plus, and the Padres I gave a C plus. 
I actually like the Padres offseason, but I can't give them higher than a C plus because they traded Juan Soto. Like it is it their fault? No. The owner died, financial complications. I get that. But like he still traded Juan Soto. It's it's still a future Hall of Famer that you're trading away. Did they do well in that trade? Absolutely. I thought they did great in that trade. We've talked about it before that they did super well, but it's still Juan Soto. Like you're still getting rid of him. Outside of that, they've upgraded the bullpen in huge ways. Um, it There's a rumor that they might trade for Jaron Duran. That would upgrade the team again. Like, yeah, the, like I think the Padres could be good next year. It's not, not discounting that, but I gave them a C plus. The Giants, they just get a shortstop. Just if you go out and get a shortstop, if you trade for, I don't know, Peraza, I guess, or somebody else, like just a shortstop, then I give this offseason a B. Jordan Hicks deal is not like amazing to me. I kind of like the Robbie Ray pick. Like their their rotation, I think, is both good and bad in, in similar ways. Like their rotation is Logan Webb and hope and pray, but hope and pray in a variety of ways with older guys who are coming off injury and younger guys with something to prove. And that might just work. Like also it's that park. Like, is it really possible to have a bad pitching staff in that ballpark? Like, I don't think so. And Logan Webb is really damn good. Um, Like getting rid of Hanniger, Good. I just missing out on all the stars again is ultimately i think clouding what was an overall fine offseason yeah like there's they should have chapman and snell there's kind of like no excuse for it almost like nobody else is in on them and if you sign both of them i might push even in i might go a man if they sign both of them that's an a dude like you revamp your entire team they've got some guys that might come up at some point during the year especially on the pitching side of things giants i give them like a b minus Padres give them a B. I actually like. I think the Padres did really well in the Soto deal. I love Drew Thorpe. That's my dog. Love Michael King. Also my dog. Randy Vasquez, my dog. Johnny Brito, my dog. They've gotten you know the guy with the with the top fifteen F four over the last two years the catching position. That's Kyle Gashioka. I just want to point that out. Um, you know, great great player. And great with player. they're not committed long term to catcher, which is good because Salas is really good and might yeah, they've got sooner than they think. They've got a great farm. They they okay. They did. They did. They they already had a good farm beforehand, but they improved their farm even more. Then they gave them another really quality pitching prospect, and they just anchored up on depth. They have a lot of really good re- relievers. Like the bullpen added, like I don't know if any bullpen made as big of a leap as they did. They added, um, they added Peralta, Yuki Matsui, Awani Peralta, Johnny Johnny Peralta, uh, Randy Vasquez, and I'm I'm it's Rugo Suck, right? I believe yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Rugo Suck. Johnny Brito, yeah. Randy Vasquez, Wandy Peralta, Matsui. Yeah, it's five additions to a bullpen that lost a ton. Yeah, I like with if you're King gonna... and with Thorpe. So yeah. like they kind of like their pitching staff is good. Like yeah, there's little is, is some concerns. Like is it a top ten overall staff? Maybe borderline. And if you had told me that at the beginning of the offseason that hey, like at the end of the offseason the Padres rotation and bullpen might be close to top ten, I'd say wow, they must have done some stuff really right and they did it's just they traded Juan Soto like yeah I just have one question why does fan graphs of Johnny Brito starting out in triple A over my dead body if they start this guy in triple A I'll lose my mind <laughs> um but yeah I don't I think oh because Avila doesn't have options I wonder what they do with him they're gonna have some weird I don't they might move 
they might move somebody. I don't think they have like they're not gonna. They you can't option because if he was a fine relief, you cannot option Johnny Brito to start the year. Absolutely can't. I don't think you can do that. No, he, he he'll be. Yeah, he, so, he should I mean, be. He should be in their bullpen. You could, yeah. They they have Musgrove, Darvish, King. That's a pretty good top three. I imagine Vasquez. They have Vasquez slotting into the rotation. I think that kind of makes sense. Um, I guess Patino won't survive. They'll probably they'll probably cut Patino at some point during the uh, before spring training. Yeah, they cleaned him off waivers. Not very good. Probably will get cut for Brito. Um, and then you have, I don't, I don't, I mean, Avila's projected to be a starter. I think they'll slot him in the bullpen. I guess they could use another starter. Maybe Thorpe wins a job, but like I think they could I use think another Thorpe starter. Thorpe is going to win the job, but yeah, they could if, use. Yeah, if they have Thorpe as your four starter, five starter, like that's good. It's a good rotation, in my opinion. The I agree. It's good. I like it. I like it. I the the only reason it's not higher is because you traded a Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get higher. Correct. Right, like it's hard to get higher than that. Um, the second to last team that we're doing is the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I thought crushed it this offseason. I gave them an A grade. They did phenomenal. Like, I look at their offseason, I'm like, man, I know they made a lot of their moves early, so people kind of like forgot about it and everything, but they did super, super well. Super, super well. They brought in Suarez in a trade. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in a trade. Jack Peterson picked up to help with kind of, you know, the DH spot. They still have Gallon and they still have Kelly. Brandon Fott could be pretty good for them. I mean, they're running out of a, a postseason rotation potentially of Gallon, Kelly, Rodriguez, Fott. I feel good about that postseason rotation. Suarez, Rakes, and again, it's, look at what they're losing, and they really didn't lose a lot too, so that helps. Could they go get one more player, and it sounds like they're trying? Yes, but they still did super well this offseason. I gave them an A. Yeah, they gave an A. Uh, Suarez, they crushed that trade. Add Peterson, love that. I know people are like, they need right-handed power. I also think they need left-handed power. I I, I think that. They just you know needed I mean? some power, and they got that. They got both yeah. of those things. Yeah, like that, all that. Um, You know, get Gallon, Kelly, Rodriguez at the top of that rotation. Fought, we'll see how he develops. That starter's a little bit of a question mark, but, you know. They could use one more guy, yeah. They could, I mean. But they have a decent farm system. Yeah, am I going to sit here and be like, oh, why didn't they sign Michael Lorenzen? Like, I'll be like, that's fine. Like, Reno right, like, Michael Lorenzen. Oh, who cares, right? Um, Say that, Michael Lorenzen, like, has a two five Dominates, right yeah. Goes to the race, becomes a stud, Um, and then I have the egg on my face. Nobody has it worse, right? Nobody has it worse. Nobody. <laughs> Actually, nobody has it better. Well, I mean, it depends. No, I don't watch football. And I don't, you know, no long. I don't have to watch football anymore. I can pretend it doesn't exist, so nobody has it better. Um, The bench depth is fine. Like, Tucker Barnard as your back catcher is fine because he's a great defender. He'll never hit, but that's, again, he's a good defender. That's all that really matters, the position. Rivera's a fine utility infielder. Peterson's a fine utility man. McCarthy is your fourth outfielder. Is the right role for him. Um, the bullpen depth, like the, you know, that that might be a little bit of a concern too. But they have guys. Like it's not like it's. I kind of like some of the arms that they have. Yeah, I think. it's and like they, listen. Brent Strom's a good pitching coach. I I have full confidence that he can find more. There. Yeah, it's it's more like a situation where I'm like, I don't know if it's a great bullpen, but I don't think it's a bad one either. One of those like you know, it could work. I can see how this works. Christian Mano, they might just say, screw you, screw it, not screw you. Screw it, you're becoming a reliever. We're transitioning you to the bullpen. We'll make it work there. They might do that, and that might work for him because his stuff is very good. Um, I, I like it. I just, I like their offseason. I like Jordan Lawler at shortstop, yeah. too. Yep. Like, giving him the kind of the reins to 
kind of fill in there. I think he's probably an average shortstop at the worst. Um, and the bat should be good enough to be a 15 to 20 home run guy. And, you know, Corbin Carroll's still Corbin Carroll. Like he's still really damn good potential MVP candidate. So yeah, Arizona did great this offseason game in a, but ultimately the team that had the best offseason and the only a plus grade here. And we are in agreement. Here's the Los Angeles Dodgers. They had an offseason of all off seasons. I mean, they, this might've been the greatest off season of all time that a single team could ever have. They picked up Shoei Otani, arguably the best player of all time. Uh, and they also picked up Yoshinobu Yamamoto, probably going to be a top 10 pitcher in baseball this year. Um, and outside of that, they picked up Tyler Glass now as well. Um, they, they made some smaller moves as well that I, I think will work. They brought back Jason Hayward. I thought that was a really good move. Mookie Betts is going to be their second baseman. If anything, they could have used one more infielder, but like taking a chance on Gavin Lux being healthy, I think is fine. I like Gavin Lux. I think he's good. I think having him as your shortstop is fine. Freeman's still at first, Betts at second. Third base, a little questionable, but like Chris Taylor, Max Muncy should be able to get the job done. James Outman in center. Taylor, Hayward, mix of guys. Jose DePaula at some point as well. Like Dodgers are stacked, man. They're a great team. Their nine hitters projected to be Gavin Lux, which I just want to say one thing. Gavin Lux was the number two prospect in baseball at one point, by the way. Right. And I just want to point out, I saw tweets from Dodgers fans saying we need to fire Andrew Friedman. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my God. I can't. No, dude. I If I see a Dodger fan complain about their team or complain about their roster or complain about their outlook, Fuck you. You are the worst person in the world. You are scum of the earth. I don't like, I would refuse to be friends. Like, if I was sitting down, let's say, like, I'd gotten to know someone, I've known them, fuck it, for like 10 years, dude. Best of friends. And one day to go to me and say, you know, I've been a Dodger fan and I just don't like the direction of our franchise. That's it. It's over. We're no longer friends. It's, that's it. It's over. I mean, God, how can you, like, what did they need to do? Every single move they made was made was emphatically amazing. You know what I mean? They didn't make a bad move. Not one, not one bad move. Not one bad. It wasn't even move. huge on the Glasnow trade for them, but I can't say it's bad. They got Tyler Glasnow, like, right, like and Manuel Margot. Think of it that's like an this. underrated pickup here too. The trade that might give them the worst value is the one in which they got Tyler Glasnow, who even when he made twenty-one starts last year, still put up a three-point-two uh, WAR, and when the postseason comes around, he'll dominate, and that's really what they brought him in to do. And, I mean, it's the fucking Dodgers. They'll get, like, he'll magically make 28 starts or something and put up, like, a 2-4 ERA. And it's just like, all right, why do we even watch this sport kind of situation? <laughs> yeah. um, they, 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 I, I, one of the greatest off seasons I've ever seen. Like, yeah. Like, they I just, crushed it. They crushed it. It's not. I mean, it must be nice to have, you know, players want to come play for you in other countries and everything, you know? It helps when you go get the best player of all. But time. you know what? It's you know what what this stems down to. You know, Yamamoto. Did, I don't know if you saw that thing about Yamamoto saying he picked the Dodgers organization really over the Yankees and Mets because the organization. If you're not modernizing for analytics, you're gonna get fucking crushed in the market. Like all these, like don't go to data. You are the like you are going to turn off free agents, at least good ones. Because yeah, I mean, be sure. It's remember that Sunny Gray conversation with John Mozeliak yeah. where he's like do you guys have this? Do you guys have that? Do you have this? And Mo was just asking him a bunch of questions. And it's like the Cardinals realized how behind they are by just talking to Sonny Gray. 
Yeah. Not great. Like, but it's also good at the same time that you're finally learning. Yeah. I mean, Yamamoto valued the arms race of data, as we've talked about. You've got to, you've got to absolutely have to, you have to modernize. Like I, there's no excuse for it. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear some bullshit excuse about we like to have a mix or whatever. Nah, that's bullshit. You don't care about winning. Like, I, that's bullshit to me. Got to You got to be all the way in. Like you're either, you either want like, I, and I know this is a very, you know, this is like a little bit like, kind of like, um, this is a dogmatic view or whatever, but, um, you're either trying to be the best or you're not good enough as an organization. It's, it's that simple to me. You either want to be the best or you're not good enough as an organization. And you could say, well, all these teams are trying to be the best. You think the Rockies are trying to be the best. They might be trying to be the best in their own ways, but not in the way that, uh, not in a way that breeds winning. Trying to be the best isn't saying we're going to be great and we are great. It's saying we are bad at this. We don't do this good enough. Evaluating, saying this part of our department isn't great. Obviously, it's tough because you can't just like fire and hire people, right? Uh, that's also bad for an organization. That's right instability. Um, but you can always, you know, there there are ways to there are ways to do there are ways to build up your organization. Look at the Mets; they kind of just did it on the fly, right? They just oh, Mets Mets got better. Listen, I think in like three four years we're going to talk about the New York Mets along with the Yankees and Rays and the Astros and the Dodgers as like some of the best organizations in sports. Yeah. So, uh, if you listen to this then you heard all 30 teams get grade hopefully we weren't too harsh to your favorite team unless you're a rockies or guardians fan uh you know why i said that it's because i saw the chief wahoo hat from the people who thought that was cc sabathia by the way that that was was not not close to cc cc that's what i thought that was there were so many people who thought it was cc and was like am i like losing my mind here that's not cc like not even close no Uh, not even like they were like, oh, CC trucked Lana Del Rey. I was like, if CC trucked Lana Del Rey, she'd be in the goddamn hospital right now. Dude, it would be ugly. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was like, why would he be there? What? And why also that Guardians there? post, man. I don't. The Kluber one. It's like, thank you, Kluber. And it's like, or the retirement one, and they use the Chief Wahoo logo, and it's like, eh, why yeah. guys? It's yeah, like, it's, why? Why did you do that? Could have could have just used the C, you know, the hat that he wore when he won his Cy Young. Um, but to our listeners, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope that you are excited for spring training returning. Uh, we'll, I'm going to do something fun. Every time you see somebody say something similar to best shape of your life, please tag the podcast Twitter account, and I will keep I will keep a tally of how many best shape of their lives we get in spring training this year because I think that's fun. I think that's funny. Uh, but remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much for joining me, and we will be back here shortly with an actual preview of spring training here next week so thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week